Glory to God. Uh, before I go any further, um, you guys got that picture of uh, Kim's dad? Um, many of you probably haven't been here as long, but uh, um, they've got that picture. Um, this is Kim's dad, and he went home to be with the Lord last weekend. Yeah, well, it was, he's in a great place. He's, uh, you know what, we uh, all went out to dinner and enjoyed uh, reminiscing and being thankful for all the time we had with him. He's a, he is and was a good man, a good dad. Um, I met him before I met Kim, actually. Uh, knew him, knew him before I knew her, and I'm thankful that I got to know him because I liked him too, but I like her better. <laughs> Amen. And uh, he hadn't been to the church for a little bit, but he hadn't been able to be. And uh, he's able to do anything he wants now. And, uh, Kim and her mom are here. And, and uh, the Lord's helped us all week, and it's been a good, good week. And we're just thankful. We're, we, we rejoice together, and, and it's been a good week. So glory to God. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, let's get in the Lord tonight. Um, I think the plan Sunday is that Brother Moore will be here, but we don't know that. <laughs> you don't. How many, how many want a, a pastor that's led by the Spirit or a pastor that does what he wants? And I'm going to choose led by the Spirit every time because I kind of ask him questions from time to time. And I'm, I'm counting on a good answer from the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. And uh, it's awesome to have him and Mrs. Moore um, as our over under shepherds over us amen and so it's a good thing so the lord's helping us amen amen, amen. let's open our bibles to first peter 2 you know i was uh, reading our, my chapter this week you guys read your chapter this week yeah. you know and uh, god started opening up some things to me in in a way i hadn't seen before and uh, started having me look at the word chosen um we're chosen. We're chosen. Um, we're chosen uh, to be His children. We're chosen to be adopted. We're predestined, chosen, you know, to, to be redeemed. We're chosen to be healed. Amen? You know, a lot of people, they think that we have to get healed. No, we're chosen to be healed. Yeah, we, we are chosen to be prosperous. We're chosen to have peace. We're chosen to have joy. And, and the thing that ever quits us, uh, keeps us from having any of those things, is choosing to be chosen. You, we have to choose to be chosen. Right? He chose us before the foundation of the world. Right? And so His choosing is done. When He said, By whose stripes ye were healed, He chose back there at the cross 2,000 years ago. He chose for me to be healed, for you to be healed, for every person that would ever come to Jesus Christ to be healed, to be prosperous, to be delivered. That salvation that was purchased right there, He chose a good life for every one of us. Amen. What's First Peter 2, 9 say? Is that what I said to turn to? Yeah. But you are... A chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. What's peculiar about you? You're chosen. You're chosen. And, and in chosen, it's actually, it's not weird. It's peculiar. <laughs> people may call you weird, but you're not. You're peculiar. Why are you peculiar? Because you don't do what they do. You don't operate the way they operate. Everything about God and His choosing of us, if we choose to operate within that chosenness, how about that? There's our word for the night, chosenness. If we, if we choose to operate within the chosenness of God, huh? that makes you a, a, a royal priesthood. It makes you a holy nation, a peculiar people. It... it, it uh, and, and that word chosen, if you look at it in the, what we were reading in Luke this week, it brings you back to many many were called, few were chosen. Right? right? Yes, so there's called and chosen. Well, we were called and chosen. We were chosen to be a, a 
a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that we should show forth the praises of Him who called us. He called us to be chosen. He called you and me. And, and that word called is an interesting word because it doesn't mean that, that you have a call in your life. The way we put it, oh, you got a call in your life, brother. No, it means He literally shouted your name. He literally shouted your name. Just like He shouted Lazarus' name at the tomb, He shouted your name. He called you out of darkness into light. He said, Dave, come out. Come out of darkness into marvelous light. He called me and He chose me to be there. He chose me to be prosperous. He said, you don't have to be this way. You can prosper in me. He called me out of poverty, out of lack, into prosperity. Amen? He called me out of going to hell and into spending eternity with Him. Amen? He called us and He chose us. And in that choosing, we choose to answer His choosing. Amen? And we have to choose that. You know, you can, this, you can read this verse all you want, but if you don't operate within it, it'll, ne- it'll never be but words on a page to you. That's right. right? You're a chosen generation. What are you chosen to do? Right? You can say that all the day, all day long. Right? Pepsi was the choice of a new generation. <laughs> well, we're not going to have this war all night, are we? but we are a chosen generation but to operate within that chosenness we have to choose it we have to say lord i choose it and and there's it's not it is not a mind thing it is a heart thing being chosen is a heart thing it's not like being that word chosen means selected selected you're selected by god to walk in Light. You're selected by God to be a royal nation, a holy priesthood. Selected by God to do this. But you have to answer the call. It, it, can't, it, can't, just be, um, it, it can't just be that we step out and say, Oh, I'm chosen. Yeah, I'm chosen. Yeah, what's next? You're chosen. And that's what most Christians are doing. They're waiting to see what being chosen does. Right? You have to walk... In being chosen, you have to make an. If you're chosen to be healed, you got to walk in health. You got to say, body, I I was chosen to be healed, and I choose to be chosen. Body, uh, bills, you got to. I choose for you to be paid. I was chosen to be prosperous. Peace, I I choose you. I turmoil, you got to go. We have to choose on on an ongoing basis. Amen? We have to remain hungry to choose the things of God on an ongoing basis. Like You know what it says in, what is it, Matthew? It says, those that hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled. Yeah. Well, I get hungry and thirsty more than once a day. Right. <laughs> and more than once a week. More than once a year. And what's he saying? He said, remain hungry. Yes. Remain thirsty. Yes. Remain seeking me. Remain seeking who I am and what I have and, and what I've done. Remain pushing towards the thing for me, but the things from me. But the thing about it is, is to be chosen is more than just us saying, with us, us looking like it. You know, you can stand up and shout it as loud as you want. I'm chosen. You can shout it from But that won't do because you have to be a doer of that word. Amen? Yes. And, and, and chosen is a heart. If, if somebody came up to you and said, you have been chosen for jury duty. You wouldn't feel real great about that. Right? Why? Because your heart's not into jury duty. Some people, on the other hand, like that. And when they said, you're chosen, they said, well, hey, all right. I'm the one. I'm on jury duty. Right? Some people would enjoy that thought. I would not. Right? Not because... not because I think it's I think it's a thing we should do. If they send it to me, I call them and say, okay. But I don't get happy and throw a party. 
But now if God says you're chosen, then it's time to get excited. Yeah, because you've been, that's like sitting there and you had nothing going on. You were doing nothing, going nowhere. And God stopped and said, Paul Wood, you're chosen. I choose you to follow me. That's not when it says, well, Lord, let me think about that. That's not time to say, you know, I need to pray about that. Why? Because God just chose you. The heart of a chosen person, the minute they hear that call. Look at where we were reading, actually. We were in Luke 14 this week, right? Let's go to Luke 14. I'm going to mess up my notes already, but that's okay. Luke 14. Let's start in verse uh, 16, maybe. Then said unto him, A certain man made a great supper, and he bade many. Bade means call, by the way. Right? Called. That's what it means. If you look at it in other things, if you look at it in Young's literal translation, bidden will say called. Right? It says he sent his servant at supper time to say to them that were invited. That word literally means invited. Invited. How many would like to get an invitation from the Lord? Huh? You, you get every day. It happens every day. See, that's what I'm saying. We've got to renew our mind because we're already invited. We're, there is no place in the kingdom of God that we're not welcome. We are invited into everything He's got going on. Amen? Everything that He's got going on. You know, my problem was, what I found out, is I like to pick the parts I wanted to be chosen for. Right? Anybody ever like, you know, I like this, and this is okay. Funerals, not so much. Um, hospital, no, I don't want to be chosen for that. Right? Right? You know, you, you, you want to, no, I don't feel like digging a hole. Mowing? Mm, no, that can't be the Lord, no. Yeah. Right? But, you know, people think that when they see you're chosen by God, what they literally think is you're going into the ministry. Your life is a ministry. Whether you're a businessman, whether you're an employee, what, no matter what you do, whether you're a, a mom, a dad, uh, whatever you do, your life is a ministry. And your choices lining up with God's choosing of you will change the atmosphere around you. And it'll change the people that He brings into your life. He chose you to, to walk in His will, to do His things, to go the places He tells you to go, to do the things He tells you to do. It's easy to do what you want to do, right? And God's pretty nice. He starts you off on things like that. You know, He started me off teaching Bible studies. That was okay. I could do that. I could teach Bible study. Then, he went, then, then when you start teaching Bible study, you meet people, though, that have problems. Well, now you've got to deal with them. Mm, I don't want to deal with that. Right? I'm going to choose to be chosen for Bible study, unchosen for helping others. Right? Right? See, we want, we want to choose what we're chosen for. And what God's saying is, I chose you. Do you choose to be chosen? In other words, do you choose to do the things that I've chosen you to do? Because, you know, a lot of people think, well, then I've got to quit my job. I've got to go. No. He, are, he puts you in your place. Yes. If, if you were chosen, He puts you where you're supposed to be. If He didn't, pray and he'll let Him get you where you're supposed to be. But it's not about being at the church 24-7. It's about being at His beck and call 24-7. If you're at work and He says, hey, you need to just go over and see how this guy's doing. Or, you know what, I know the boss said this. Ask him if that's for sure what he meant. In other words, you're being led by the Spirit. You're chosen. So you are in a place to help on a constant basis. You're not just there by chance and not any part of your life is per chance. In other words, I'm not just going to work today. I'm going to the ministry field no matter what I'm doing. Um, Rob Hunsaker was out here the other day. He was still in ministry. He was out shoveling gravel or doing something with gravel, something I didn't want to do anyway. He was really good at it. I went and watched him. 
I said, man, Lord, thank you for choosing him. But you know, while he's doing it, he still keeps open to ministry opportunities. And ministry is people. You're going to be around people everywhere you go, everything you do. Amen? And so what verse was I on? I didn't get very far, did I? Huh? 17? And he sent his servant in. He sent his servant at supper time. In other words, he had already sent out, sent out invitations because he sent his servant to tell the people that had invitations, the ones that were already called, come on, supper's ready. Supper's ready. They had already had invitations. So they had time to make time. Did you know that most of the time God gives you early warning? Not all the time. But most of the time you said, boy, this came up all of a sudden. God wasn't surprised. Right? He, he probably told you three. You know, there's been three or four things where I quit it, or I'd quit doing it or I'd do something differently. And God, I'd say, thanks for showing me that, God. And he said, thanks for listening finally. <laughs> I was riding on mercy and didn't know how much mercy I was riding on. Amen? He's a merciful God. And he chose you. So he's trying, he wants you to walk in this chosen, chosenness. We're going to use that word all night. So you English linguists. Bear with me. We might have another new word or two. You never know. Amen? So he, he sent his servant, which is a good way to say it. He didn't go himself. He sent his servant. Right? Sent his servant to bid them that were called. Said, supper's ready. Come on. Verse 18. And they all, with one consent, began to make excuse. These people that had been invited for weeks and weeks, who knows how long he sent the invitations out, began to make excuses. In other words, I don't want to go to this. Because if they wanted to go to it, the excuses wouldn't have been necessary and they, wouldn't, they would have made excuses for those things to be on a different day. Yes. Amen? Yes. And, and I know, you know, in the church we say, be, be on ready. And you know what? If God tells you to do something, He'll make a way for you to do it. Yes. You might say, well, I can't always go at the drop of the hat. If God says you can, He'll make a way. Amen? He will make a way. If somebody calls you and says, hey, I need you, you're going to say, you know what, I've got to work. I can't. You know what? It's time to see if the boss will let me off. It's time to say, hey, i got a person who really needs me. And then, and, and then believe God for the right answer because he's the one that called you to do it. He's the one that chose you to do it. you got to trust him. <clears throat> the first said unto him, I bought a piece of ground. Now, i got to tell you, if I told Mrs. Moore that, <laughs> I'd just go find something else to do. Because <laughs> that would not go over. Why? Because they don't lightly tell me something to do. Right? And especially if she gave me fair warning that this was going to be happening on the say, You mean this is today? Oh, my goodness. I had all these other plans. She's going to say, well, you better cancel those. Right? An excuse is, is a lack of value not to the event but to the person having it. It's a lack. And if this is the Lord, that, and this is, this is what this is supposed to be, the Lord calling these people to the supper, and they're saying, no, I don't have time. I bought a piece of ground. I got to go see it. And that's, that's a sad excuse right there. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, but we've all done that. Well, I can't go tonight. It's Monday night. Football season. <laughs> Couldn't be the Lord. He'd want me to relax on Monday night during football season, wouldn't he? <laughs> God, God isn't waiting for the convenient time for you. He already knew what time it was going to happen. He sent out the invitation a long time ago. He invited us to be chosen. And when we said we would, he took us at our word. And he said, okay, I'm going to use you. And then he'll try you. He'll, he'll send out and he'll say, okay, we're ready. Come on. And we can't be the ones that say, I got a piece of ground. I got, I got to go look at it. Please excuse me. Do you know, even please excuse me didn't help with this, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't help with ours either. 
And people say, well, he's, mer- he's kind and, and he'll forgive you and he'll love you. But you will have missed out. He's trying to get something to you, not take your time away. Amen? Verse, verse 19. And another said, I've bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them. In other words, I've got to go work in the field. He would rather have oxen drag him around the field than go to this dinner. Right? And, and, and again, these are really poor excuses, but what they're literally saying is, I don't want to come. And, and what they're hoping is that their excuses will be enough. And, and the thing about it is, is what if we say, i got to work. I'll lose my job. Did we try? Did we do anything? Did we make an effort? If we'll step out and make the effort, God will meet us there. He'll move on your boss to let you off if you're needed somewhere else. If he's chosen you for that, for that thing, then you should be trying everything you can do. Of course, if we're smart, we'll listen ahead of time, and we will have already made plans because the invitation came out a long time ago. Amen? And so we can, we can be excused because we could have t- if, we, if we listened when he sent out the invitations, we could have took vacation time. How many people in here during, celebra- or during Celebration Sunday or one of the other meetings have taken time off their job? You know why? Because you were invited. Right. right? The invitations go out early for Celebration Sunday. The invitations go out early for week of increase. People know when that's happening, and they set aside time because they know they're chosen as a part of this church to, to help in that. And if God tells them something different, then they go a different way. But those are, those are times that if we can take the time, God has only given Brother Moore, what, two, three now? Specific meetings, right? Marriage meeting, week of increase, greater faith. Those three. Now, we have Branson Victory Campaign, too, which is a good one to come to as well. But those are the times that if we'll, if we'll be listening ahead of time, he'll tell you, you know what? You should help in there. You should sign up. Take some time off. Yeah, but then I won't be able to go to Disney World for my vacation. I ain't going to say nothing about that. <laughs> I ain't going to say anything about that. You know, the thing about it is, is following God is going to cost you something in your flesh, which really isn't costing you anything because your flesh has almost zero value, right? I mean, anything you are going to do is not going to further the kingdom of God. So its value compared to what God's going to ask you to do is going to mean very little. Amen? Next verse. Another said, I've married a wife, therefore I cannot come. I don't know if his wife told him he couldn't come, (laughs) but he's making her look bad. If he's using her for an excuse, he's making her look bad. That's not the way to do it. But but again, it's an excuse. We can find a thousand reasons, a thousand excuses to not follow the chosenness that's put on our life, but those are going to be things that help make us miss out. The party's still going to happen because what's he going to do? Next verse. Servant came, showed his, showed his Lord these things. Master house got angry and said to his servant, Go out into the streets, find, go find the poor, the maimed, the blind. Find people and select them. Choose them to come. And these are people that were excited to be chosen. They had the heart of the chosen. In other words, when they were asked, What? He's having a deal? I'm invited? I'm there. Yeah, but you got this. No, it doesn't matter what I got going on. I'm there. I don't ma- it doesn't matter what I've got to set to the side. I'm there. Right? I mean, think about this. If you're in this condition and this is a good man, you want to go where he's at anyway. Right? But this, this man obviously has some wealth. He has some And they're like, you know what? Look at me. Who am I that I would be invited to this? And if God calls you, who am I to say no? The king of the universe just called me into action. Glory to God. The one that chose me before the foundations of the world were laid. Right? The the one that loved me before I ever existed. 
said, I want you to come. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is, this is how we've got to change our mindset. We've got to start looking at these things as, as, as who's asking first, the Lord, right? And if it's the Lord asking, how big can it be? It's got to be huge. Amen? You know, I was thinking about some of the things that we get complacent about. You know, we, we decide, well, you know, I like the church the way it is. <laughs> ah, we don't need a bunch more people. It's kind of nice the way it is. No, the church needs to grow every day. Amen? The people, why? Not only because people need to be saved, people are chosen, and they've got to walk in their choosing. That there's things for people to do. And if the church isn't growing, then, then, you're, then the body is stagnant. Amen? And, and we're not doing all the things that He's called us to do. But when we're excited about being chosen, we draw people in. Why? Because what are you excited about? We, we serve the King of the universe. The good things are happening around us all the time. Why? Because we're chosen. Because we're chosen and we're choosing to walk in that chosenness. And as we walk in it, the good things happen around. They see the goodness of God. Amen? And it draws them in. Because no matter where we're at, we're walking as the chosen of God. Amen? Because we chose to. <laughs> chosen choose is going to be in the words a lot tonight. Amen? Because you can't just, you know, people, people just want to be something in a seat somewhere. Right? Yeah, I'm chosen. I'm going to church Sunday. That's how I know I'm chosen. What are you going to do? Well, I'm chosen, so I'll just sit there and be chosen. Right? Who, who are you going to help? Well, just my presence of being chosen should be enough. No, no, and no. <laughs> your presence of being chosen is awesome and we're glad you're here but let's get your chosen self out doing something that chosen people do amen and it's not just about what I like it's about what he likes and, and what he's saying is follow me do what I like like what I like right see the results of what I like Amen? He, he's, he's created us as a royal priesthood. He's created us as a chosen. We're chosen to walk with Him. We're chosen to walk like Him and to do the things that He does and to be like Him and to accomplish the things He's got for our lives. Next verse. The servant said, Lord, it is done and, we, and, and there's still room. He said, none of those other people that didn't get the, the ones that got the invitation, they ain't coming. Go find other people. That's what, he, that's what he said at the end of this. He said, we'll find people until they can't come. Why? They missed out. We've all missed out on something God's told us to do. You know, sometimes we look at the Bible like it's something we'd never do. Every one of us have always done some of it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm still getting through all this choosing to be chosen because I know soon the phone's going to ring. And one of the Mrs. Mrs. Moore, somebody's going to say, hey, need you to do this. And my flesh is going to go, ooh. <laughs> Why? Because your flesh doesn't get to choose. It doesn't like anything that God likes. Amen? And, and if you're not moving forward and changing and, and killing off more of that flesh and gaining more of Him every day, then you're going backwards. Amen? And, and, then, and then we'll wonder, well, I know I'm chosen to be healed. wonder why I'm not. Because you can't choose the parts you like and, not, and get the parts you... Right? Yeah. <laughs> or choose, the part, choose not to do the parts you don't like and get the parts you like. Huh. Right? Yeah. Well, I don't want to do that. Well, if you don't do that, then aren't you in disobedience? Mm -hmm. Well, it seems like it'd be hard to receive from God in disobedience. <laughs> Has been for me in the past. <laughs> and there, there's yet room. Verse 23. The Lord said unto the servant, Go out in the highways and hedges, compel them, select them, tell them to come, tell them I want them there. Right. Amen? This is God selecting people. He's choosing people that will 
appreciate being chosen. Amen? And that's what he's looking for in the body of Christ. He wants a people that appreciate his chosenness. He wants a people that wake up every morning and say, I'm chosen of God. I wonder what he's got for me today. There's something big in my life today. And it may be one person or one thing, or you may smile at the person at the grocery store. You don't know what God would do to change your life, change the lives of people around you immediately if you'll walk in his ways. People say, well, does that mean I got to hear from the Holy Spirit all day long at the grocery Yes, really you do. I'm not saying ask him what groceries to buy. Ask him what to do while you're there. Amen? I mean, if you, if you walk into a hospital room to see one person and there's two beds, do you not talk to the person in the other bed? You're there. You're chosen. What a better thing to do. Glory to God. You, you can be salt everywhere you go. You can make everything taste better. Except chocolate cake. You don't want salt on that. A little bit in it, but not on it. Ask me how I know. Glory to God. What verse were we on? We were done with that, actually. So that my house be filled. Glory to God. Being chosen, I think about people like Paul. Paul chose to be chosen. Because it didn't matter what God told him to do what was getting ready to happen at where he did it, he did it anyway. He went. He went where he knew he was going to go to jail. He went where he knew he was going to get beat up. He went, and he trusted God. But he still went. Why? Because he was chosen. And he knew that God wasn't going to lead him anywhere he wasn't supposed to be. But everywhere he went, people's lives were changed. Why? Because he was chosen. Think about Stephen. Stephen and this, I mean, there's a short-lived chosen person right there. Look, what is it, Acts 6? Acts 6? Yeah, Acts 6, verse 5. This was the, the, he was chosen to help with the administration to the widows, to the Greek widows, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, this is what he was chosen to do. And not a, not a few verses from there, he was killed for being chosen to do that. Why? Because he had a heart of a chosen. A heart of a chosen person doesn't just go and do the one thing. They're there for whatever God has them to do. And and if you look at this, it says they chose these men, and in verse 6, they sat before the apostles, they laid hands on them, verse 7, and the word of God increased. The disciples, and Stephen in verse 8, full of faith and power, did great He's All he's supposed to be doing is distributing food to the widows. What's he doing here? He's full of faith and power? He's doing great wonders and miracles? Why? Because chosen people, no matter where they go, are listening to God. You could be handing out food, a sick person goes up, say, be healed in Jesus' name. And they're healed. Why? Because you're chosen to be in that spot. And he was in the spot he was chosen to be. And from that spot, he spoke to a whole host of people that didn't want to hear what he had to say. But because he was chosen, he said it anyway. Right? Now, a lot of chosen people would have said, I don't think God would want me to say this right here because I might get hurt. (laughs) Well... You might, but if God said say it, say it. Amen? Stephen, as a chosen man of God, sacrificed all for the call. Amen? He, he was invited to serve food to the widows, and he died for preaching the gospel. That, that's a chosen man. Amen? And that's somebody who refuses not to be chosen. He's not going to find there's no piece of ground. There's no wife. There's, there's no uh, whatever there was, new mule or whatever it was. N- none of that. Nothing was going to stop him from fulfilling his call. And, and again, you know, when people hear this, they're, they're thinking, of, what can I do at church? Well, no. This is what can you do for God? You, don't, you know what? Most people that don't know God aren't coming to church. So being chosen is a full-time job. 
You can't just be chosen at church. So you could be chosen at work. And sometimes you might have to stand up at your place of business for something that nobody else likes. Amen? But because you're chosen, you can do it. Because you're there for that time at that place to speak those words. And, and those things are important because it's not just about it's not just about where you or who you are. It's about what you're doing while you are who you are, and what what you're doing where you're doing it. Is that good English? Maybe. Amen. Look at uh, Matthew 20. <clears throat> Matthew 20 verse 1 says, "The kingdom of heaven is like unto a householder." that went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. And when he agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into the vineyard. Now, I have to assume, I'm just going to assume this, and you know what, I'll ask Rob because he's hired people before. When you hire, do you hire enough to do the job or do you just hire a few and get them started? Enough to do the job. So I'm assuming he hired more than enough to do the job that he wanted done. Amen? And so, which is wise. He hired enough to do it. He said, and when, he, when they'd agreed, they went out and they went to work. And about the third hour, he saw others standing in the marketplace. Well, he already has all he needs. Right? But he's a good, a good man. Do you think probably these people that were standing out there already knew that he had more than he needed? But he said... They said, they said go, go into the field and work, and I'll make it right. He didn't tell them what he'd pay them. They trusted him. Why? They, got, they were chosen. The first ones had a business transaction. These people were chosen. They were chosen to go out into the field. And they said, he's choosing us, I'm going. Amen? It, the, when they went like that, it showed the honor to the man asking. Amen? And, and he went back out, what was it, the sixth hour? In the ninth hour? And he did it again. What's he doing? He doesn't, he's already got more people than he needs to do this job, and he's still hiring people. Why? Because he can. Yes. Why? Because he wants to help anyone he can help. Right? And so what he's doing is he's choosing them. He's walking out and he's saying, I choose you. I choose you. And they have the heart of the chosen. And they say, wow, he's choosing me. I trust him. I'm going. They didn't say, you know, because a lot of us would have said, well, what are you going to pay me? <laughs> Go into the field and work. What are you going to pay me? It's got to be worth my while. I'm only going to be there three or four hours. You know, if you're only going to give me five well, pennies, what are you paying them? So half a penny, I'm not going. It's not worth my time. What, what are they literally saying by doing it? They're saying, I trust the goodness of this man. I'm, I'm relying on his honor and on his goodness. And because, why? Because he's already hiring people he doesn't know for, for something he doesn't need done. Right? He's, he's choosing people. This is what God, he chooses people. That, that he, he doesn't have to have you. You have to have him. He, he doesn't need you to do everything he wants done. He wants you to do everything he wants done. Because it's not only going to help the person you're helping, it's going to help you by doing it. Amen? He, he's, he's putting something in you that you'll use for a lifetime. And, 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 and the blessing that it is for the other people that he uses you for will bless you more than to bless them. Right? And, and, and he said, and then he went out at the 11th hour again. And he, and he asked those people, why are you still standing here? And they said, nobody's hired us. <laughs> you know, one thing to, to look at, he never says after the first people that I'll pay you. He says to the other ones, I'll give you what is right. And then to these, he said, you go out and whatsoever's right, you'll receive. He didn't say I'll pay you. Why? The first people were working for money. These people were working for him. They were chosen by him, and they were working for the good boss. They were working to please him. And so they were probably twice the workers. 
right? It's way better to have people work for you that want to than it is the people that want to check, right? Yeah, Keith knows. People that's in business know. People that just want your money, they're not very good employees. People that love you, they're good employees. They're good employees. The Moors will tell you that over and over again. First, first rule of working here is you need to love them. Right? If you don't love them, you're not going to believe in what they're doing. Right? They showed honor to this man and said, I mean, they only got one hour left to work, I'm thinking. I'm thinking it's a 12-hour day maybe. They got one hour left to work. They didn't say, well, that can't be worth my time. They ran out. I can just see them, yes, hired at the last minute. Why? Because that is the heart of, of a chosen person. It's a heart. When you get chosen, you're excited because you were chosen. I mean, if you think of something great, somebody said, I choose you to receive a million dollars. I bet you'd be excited. God said, I choose you to be mine. I choose you to do my bidding on the earth. I choose you to walk through this life abundantly blessed. I choose you to be healed and I choose you to walk out the goodness of God in the land of the living. I choose you to do these things. That should excite us every day. We should wake up excited. Why? We should have the heart of the chosen. Not the heart of the paid. Not the, and that's why the devil wants to get us into works. Because if he can get us into works, he can get us seeing like these people saw. Because the people that got paid were mean people. They, weren't, they didn't love other people or they'd have been excited when the other guys got money. Right? It'd be like me saying, what? Gerald gave you guys a hundred bucks? He didn't give me nothing. I've been hanging around him for years now. Let him bless my daughter all the time. I don't know why he don't do anything for me. That's, that's not right. What? What? Because they're not chosen. They didn't choose to be chosen. They choose to, be, to, to get into a business contract. They could have done the same thing. They could have said, hey, we heard your fare. We'll go work. You tell us what you owe us at the end of the day. They could have done that. They didn't. They needed a contract. Amen? <clears throat> so about the 11th hour, he found the others. He said, get out there and get to work. I'll, 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 you'll receive whatever's right. Amen? And they said, and uh, verse eight says, so when when he, the evening was come, the Lord of the vineyard said to his steward, "Call the laborers, give them their hire, beginning last to first." Now I know that this has to do with Jewish and Gentile. I know I know that there's more to this, but I'm I'm a really simple person, and I'm just going to go with this. Okay, I'm going to go with I'm the guy that came up with chosenness. Okay, so <laughs> you're just going to have to go with me on it. And, and here's what I'm saying. They called them in, and last to first, I see this as a way of saying, look, I want you to see what I do so I can see your reaction. Right? Because otherwise there'd be no way, no way to tell what he paid the last. Right? Because they'd have got their money left. They would have just assumed that they didn't get as much as them. This way they knew. They got just as much as them, which was actually more because they didn't have to work as hard to get it. Huh? So they knew. Now, see, in knowing that, they could have turned it around because it's a heart, and all they had to do was say, that's okay, he's a nice man. I'm okay with that. I'm glad they're blessed. They're my brother. They're, they might not have eaten tonight if they'd not gotten that penny. That's my brother. They could have turned it around and love could have changed that situation. But instead, of course, they didn't. Verse 9. And when they came to those that were hired at the 11 hour, they gave them a penny. Verse 10. When the first came, they thought, well, if they got a penny, what? Well, who are they thinking about? First, the, the way you know this is not chosenness is you can look at who they're thinking about. They're not thinking about how they got blessed. That'd be like me when you come saying, you got a car? What? I've been going to this church since the day it started. And I ain't got no car. Lord, you gave them a car? 
Guys, and people do, you know what? People say, well, I, you know, I wouldn't do that. What about this? You know, I knew this guy, and he just got saved today, and God healed him. I've been, I've been believing for my, my healing for years and years and years, and I ain't even got it. Why that guy that got been married? Well, did you deserve it more because you'd been serving God for years and years than the guy that just got saved? It's the same sentence, guy. We've got to turn this on us because we want our mind to be right. When we see somebody blessed, we want to rejoice. Amen? We don't want to question God's justice because you don't want justice. You never want justice. You're walking in mercy every day. If you miss a step, His hand's under your foot. We don't want justice ever. We want the goodness of God. We want the mercy of God. We want, we want to watch for that goodness and we want to recognize that goodness you know it doesn't just say he wants all men saved he says he wants them to come to the knowledge of the truth he wants them saved and going to heaven but he also wants them to know some stuff while they're here amen it's important to know what's going on and what god's doing in you and through you everywhere you go because if you don't you'll miss opportunities i mean and it's real easy you can walk by somebody and you can see them crying and they go oh they're crying (laughs) <laughs> you got peace. Why didn't you leave some? Huh? I've done it. And God said, well, what were you doing? I said, well, I needed to get and, and help my daughter move. What? You missed. Right? What's, what's I got to help my daughter move? An excuse. Excuse. You'll always have an excuse not to. You need to have an excuse too. You know what your excuse is? You're chosen. That's your excuse. You're chosen. Why are you, and, and if they ask you why they're here, say, God chose me to come help you today. And they'll say, well, why would you want to help me? Because God loves you. He chose me. You know, there's been many times I've went to somebody and they say, man, I'm having an awful day. And I'll say, good news. And they'll say, what? And they say, God sent me here. And I'll go, why? What's, what's good about that? I said, he wouldn't have sent me if he didn't love you and wasn't going to do something good for you right now. Amen. See, there's two, and I've missed it and I've hit it. I'd rather hit it. It's way better. And people appreciate it so much more than you just walking away. Amen? And so these guys, they said, what verse was I in? Find me that verse, yeah. Likewise received a penny. The first came and they received a penny. And they, they murmured. They, didn't, they weren't blessed by these people being blessed. When, when you as a Christian are not blessed by other people being blessed, then you might check that verse that says people's heart wax cold because of the, all the evil things happening in there. You've watched too much CNN. You've watched too much Fox News. You've watched too many shows that desensitized you. Your heart is too hard, and you need to get softened because when you see someone blessed, it's time to rejoice. And it's time to rejoice more over their blessing than you getting the same blessing. You know, I'm glad you're going to get the same blessing, but I want you blessed. That blesses me more than anything that happened. That's what we want to do. We don't want to be, oh, why'd they get it? Did you hear about what Rob got? He shouldn't have got that. I've seen him. I've watched him. He gets mad sometimes. I wouldn't have got it for Rob. He didn't deserve nearly as much as I did. I didn't get mad half as much as he got mad last week. He didn't deserve half of what I got, and he got, the, he got more. We don't want to murmur. We don't want to complain. We want to have a heart of the chosen. We, the heart of the chosen is always excited when love wins out. It's always excited. It always believes the best. It always hopes the best. What is the heart of the chosen? The heart of God, the heart of love. Amen? It never backs off of God's goodness. It never backs away of the things God's going to do through it and in it. It's always looking for the goodness of God in every situation, and if it's not there, it brings it. Amen? If it's there, it'll bring it up. Glory to God. And the, but these guys, they murmured against him. What'd they say? They said, they said the last of rock, but one hour. Yeah, that's all they did. They worked one hour. I like those hours. We got a good God. Hey, because he wasn't paying them for what they worked. He was paying them because they were chosen. 
He wanted to bless them. That's why he walked out there. He knew he was going to bless them. All they had to do was choose to be chosen. That's all they had to do. And they were blessed. Amen? He said, he said they, they only worked one hour and you made them equal to us. And actually, they were wrong. He put them above them because they got paid for stuff they didn't even do. They only got paid for the hours they worked. Amen? He said, we've borne the heat of the day. What are you trying to do? Play on their feelings. We've borne the heat of the day. You only paid me a penny. And, 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 and then what's he, what, keep going? And he answered one of them, he said, friend, I do thee no wrong. Did I not give you what you agreed on, what we agreed on, what you agreed with me to do? Is that what I did? And see, that's, we take away from God when we only do the letter of the law. We take away his ability in our lives. Because what he wants to do is bless us for 12 hours while we worked one. Right? He wants, he wants you to have things that, that are beyond what you imagined. He wants, he wants to go to your imagination and then go beyond it. Amen? He wants you to ask something and then he's going to give you something better than you asked for. Amen? And this is what God does for us. And, and, and you know, the guy's being nice to me saying, I, I did exactly what I told you I would do. Verse 14. Take what's yours and go away, basically. That's what he said. <laughs> I will give to the last, even as I gave unto you. In other words, I'm going to be kind. I'm going to do what I say because I'm not a liar. I'm a man of honor. And I'm going to be kind. I'm going to walk in love and bless people because that's what I want to do. And then he said, is it not lawful, me to, lawful for me to do with mine, whatever I want, right? In other words, if I got the money and I want to give, it'd be like me somebody saying, you shouldn't give them a hundred bucks. It's my money. I can give them a hundred bucks if I want, right? That's what he's saying. He said, I can give away everything I own to this person that only worked an hour. It's mine to do, right? right? But he said, the, the, next, the next sentence is really good, though. He says, is your eye evil? Now, remember what an evil eye is. An evil eye is a divided eye. It's an, it's an eye that can't see God's way, it only sees division. And the evil, remember what he said in, in Matthew, what is it, Matthew 6? Where he said, if, you, if, if your eye is evil, he said, if, you, if your eye is good, it sees singularly, it sees one, one vision. If your eye is evil, it sees your way, right? And your way, right? It sees what it didn't get and what it should have got. It, it sees division, it sees twice, it's, it's double vision. And, and even if it sees God's way, the double vision, the, the selfish vision will block out God's way. And he said, your eye is evil because I'm good. In other words, he's saying, you're seeing this wrong because I'm good? Shouldn't it, shouldn't, shouldn't it be the other way around that if I cheated them, you called me on it? But I blessed them and you're calling me on it? He's saying, and, and what's God saying? He said, I chose to do that for them. I wanted to do that for them. And, and, you're, and you're calling me out for being good. You can't call God out for being good. Because <laughs> he is. And, and what he'll do after you call him out for that, he said, not, not only am I good, I'm going to get gooder than that. Right? Verse 16. So the last shall be first, the first shall be last. For many are called, but few are chosen. Who are chosen? Who are chosen? The one, people that are chosen are the ones that choose to accept the choosing by God. They're the ones that say, oh, man, God just chose me. They're the ones that put away their flesh. Go back to Luke 14. We'll close with that. I think, if I can find it in my notes. Luke 14, right, right, after, right after what we were reading. The, the people that are chosen... It says in, in verse 26, If a man, if any man come to me and hate not <laughs> his father and his mother, his wife and his children, his brother and his sister. Now, everyone in here is one of those. Right? You can say, I don't want my father to hate me. Well, you're supposed to hate your father. <laughs> right? Now, 
and, and see, that's what we look at this stuff like it's mean. What God's saying is, if you put them first, I don't have any control. You're choosing them over choosing me. And if you'll choose me, then you won't have a problem with them. Amen? You know, and, and doing this is going to grate your flesh. I remember when Ramsey was little, it seemed like that, and of course I, I came on to work when she was about eight, I came to work at the church, and it seemed like every time she had something going on, the church had something going on, right? And God had called me to help build this. So I had to choose. I had to choose to be chosen. And there were, t- there were weekends where that wasn't easy. I missed plays. I missed games. I missed things. And, and you know what? God paid them all back to me in folds and folds over that. You know what? My daughter is serving God today. Think, if nothing else happened except for she saw that I wouldn't yield to my flesh when I, didn't, when I wanted to do what she was got, but I knew what God had. And I couldn't not do what God said. And don't get me wrong, I missed it. There's probably times where I said, no, nah, I'm going to this. But most, I missed a lot of things. I missed birthdays. <laughs> what? You're a horrible dad. Yeah, I was told that. I was told that I was a horrible dad and that I was missing things. I didn't do it purposely. It wasn't my plan. I was chosen to do what he said. And if I put these things ahead of his work, guess what? I'm going to have eternity with her. Why? Because she's saved. Right? When, when we choose to, to, take th- to, to take the church and the things that are happening in church lightly, we show our children that that's okay. <laughs> well, I didn't like that. <laughs> we do. And we say, you know what? I can skip church. I'll go to your thing. No. If God told you to, you could. Why? Because you'd be chosen to be where there was. But if God chose you to help here, then you're in the wrong place at the wrong time doing the wrong thing, and you're not advancing her or the kingdom of God. And if I care about my wife and my daughter, my family, if I care about the things that are going on around me, I put God first. Amen? That's what you're looking for. You want God first in everything you do. Because he says, he's not saying to hate these people. He's saying, don't let them in front of me. Amen? Don't let them in front of me. And then it says, and whosoever doesn't bear his cross. In other words, he, if, if he doesn't do what I've called him to do, if he's unwilling to carry that cross, if he's unwilling to miss a play, to miss a birthday, if he's unwilling to, to be gone for weeks at a time, if he's unwilling, then, then he's not choosing to be chosen. He's choosing to be himself. He's choosing the things of the flesh. <coughs> Excuse me. Amen? And, and this is not what we want. We want to... We, it's not hard. He's already bore the cross. He's not asking you to do something hard. He's saying, if, I, if you'll do this, you'll find it's the best thing that ever happened to you. Your life will go well. Things will go... Why? Because you're choosing to do what He says. You're choosing to be chosen. You're choosing to be where He tells you to be. And people's lives are... It's making a difference in their lives because you chose not to be where you wanted to be. Amen? And when you choose to be where... Not, where you choose to be somewhere... If you choose to miss your daughter's birthday, you're bearing a cross. Because be guaranteed, you're getting ready to hear, man, you're missing half their life. What do you mean you're going to Florida to help build a church for the next five years? You're going to be gone almost every, every weekday and most weekends? Yep. And she's a junior and a senior? Oh, yeah. I was told what kind of a dad I was. God's paid it back, though. My daughter's serving God. You know what? She's serving God. She's got growing to do. She's doing things that probably... I'm going to have to tell her and probably ought to do it a different way sometime, but she's 26. She'll figure it out. Amen? But she's serving God. 
She wrote a blog the other day, and I, it was amazing. I'm like, glory to God. What, what else could I ask for? I chose to be chosen, and because I did, it opened doors for my daughter to see God chooses you. And now she's choosing to be chosen. Glory to God. Glory to God. And thank God I had a wife that didn't sit there and tell me what a bad dad I was too. Amen? Then he talks about if you intend to build a tower. What's he talking about when he says if you intend to build a tower and you don't count the cost? Um, How many? We don't want people that choose one thing and then choose another the next day, choose another, choose another. Don't waffle. Don't waffle. Count the cost and take it because the costs aren't big. The cost isn't big. It's not nearly as great as the devil would show you. Amen? Amen. Lord, in, his, his, uh, in verse 33, it says, So likewise, whoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he has. And, and you know, I want to go back up to the first one where it says, Say, Forsake even your own life. And, and that's what he's saying. Your own life. Your life is not your own anymore. If, if you choose to be chosen, your life is now in Christ and your, your day is planned out by him. And I'm not saying, you again, if somebody comes and tells me they quit their job, I'm going to say you better go get it back or you ain't going to have rent money next week. Right? I'm saying when you walk out that door, your day belongs to Him. Let Him do through you what will bless someone else, what will bless the business you work for, what will let Him work through you the chose, your chosenness. And, and, and change people's lives in every place that you go. And, and then you'll find yourself receiving all the things you were chosen to have already. Because the first thing you wanted was not your own life, but someone else's. And then, you'll say, then, then the doctor will say, well, this is what's going on. And you'll say, I choose, I'm chosen to be healed. You don't even have to say, I choose to be healed. You were chosen to be healed. You were, you were predestined to be prosperous, right? Every child, every person ever born on this earth that would receive this word, it was predestined when Jesus Christ died and rose again for salvation, which is prosperity, which is deliverance, which is prosperity, which is everything that God would ever want for you, but you have to choose to be chosen and receive everything he has for you. And when we do those things, we find ourselves in a place that where, where we're receiving beyond what we ever thought we could. Why? Because we put our own life away. We're not asking for things selfishly anymore. Right? Why do you want a new car? What are you going to do with it? You going to use it for the kingdom? Why do you want a nice house? What are you going to do with it? You know, it again, you're putting yourself away. So if, if it's not for you... Now, don't get me wrong. He'll give you the dollar when you worked an hour. So you're going to get a nice house. Right? But you had to, be cho- you had to choose to be chosen first. So, you know, in my life, I tried to put the money first and then get God. It's not, it doesn't work that way. You get God, and then you can handle the money. You can handle the house. You can handle the thing. But, but you've got a question in your heart, what am I going to do? with the prosperity that I'm given. That's why God wants us to prosper in our heart first. Because when you prosper in your heart, you you put yourself away and you put him first. And then he starts telling you what to do. And as he tells you what to do, you begin to bless people. And as you bless people, you can't help but be blessed. Why? Because when you bless people, you'll be blessed. It's what happens. But your joy was blessing them. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Amen? Amen? How many want to choose to be chosen? It, it, it's, it's not hard. And when we read verses like you got to hate your... Don't, don't read them like that. Jesus was a kind person. If he said that I need you to put your dad and mom second, I need you to put your sisters and brothers second, I need, to put, I need everyone to be behind me, I mean, that means something's getting ready to come at you bigger than you can handle. But if you're behind him, it ain't big enough. Amen? He's a good God. Stand to your feet. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You guys got something good to sing? Sing it.
Turning back, no turning. 